BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Stepping up, stepping up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Real Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. Now, before we get started, we wanted to make sure that you know you can listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, this week, Kyle Richards is opening up about her feud with Dorit Kemsley. Plus, we chat with Real Housewives of New York's bestie, Elise Slane, who gives us all the details on this season. But first, we got to catch you up with all your Housewives news. So, Joe, what's going on? Well, there's a lot going on. We got to get through all this news because our chat with Elise was so amazing. I mean, I don't even have the word for it. I really loved it. She was fantastic. She's been a a surprise this season. You know, we weren't expecting to get this much from her, but she's fantastic. She opened up a lot about this season, about how she got to know the ladies, about how she introduced Bethany and Jill. So we have a lot to get to with her. So but like I said, before we Definitely. get to all that, let's break down the news. Yes. Yeah, so Dina, Caroline Manzo's sister, claimed mm-hmm. this week, I'm not sure if everyone saw this, but claimed that Caroline wasn't actually meant for um, season one, that it was actually Dolores Catania. Yeah. That was supposed to be on season one. So it was just the, all of this speculation, but I think they cleared up the rumors that that wasn't in fact the case. Right, like, well, why would she, like, make this up? I don't know. <laughs> like, like and, Right, and why now? Like, Jersey's not even on. Like, Caroline's no longer on the show. It's just so random. It's so random. Like, why are you causing some issues? But, I, like, what's the... Do you know the dynamic between Dina and Caroline? Do they even talk anymore? You know, I Or don't... did they not talk... They didn't talk for a while. I don't know what's going on currently. And that's why I think Caroline needs to be back on the show because there's so... I mean, as fans may remember, you know, Caroline got a spinoff show, Manzoed with Children. Right. <laughs> so yeah, there's no, so totally. much... Yes. That, that whole family and that whole dynamic that they have is really interesting. And that's why she's got to come back on so we can figure all this out. Totally, yeah. Well, a source did tell Us Weekly... 
that Caroline didn't take Dolores's place, that it was actually Daniel Staub who took Dolores's place. So right. I guess Dolores was supposed to be on the show and then I, I mean, decided. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, as as we saw, you know, Dolores and Teresa have been friends since high school. So she is in that group. And yes. um, I do think she would make a really great, she would have made a great housewife from the get-go because I love, absolutely love her on the show now. Yeah. But yeah, it would it would have been different, that's for sure, without Caroline, let me tell you. It definitely would have been different. Definitely would have been yeah. different. All right, let's keep the Housewives, uh, New Jersey Housewives news going. Yes. Joe Judice uh, paid tribute. I feel like we've been talking about Joe Judice How? more on this podcast than I have in my entire life. No, he is stuck <laughs> in Italy, but is still creating news. Right. And the guy's Making not news. even technically a housewife. He's it. not even a housewife. He's ma- no. he's. He's, he's getting a divorce a from a housewife, but we're still talking about him. We're still talking about him. Yeah, he did uh, post a really sweet tribute to Teresa on Mother's Day. And I thought it was really cute on Instagram. Everyone should go and look it up. Um, I just, I thought it was really nice that, I do think they're proving that they're going to co-parent, that they're going to remain friends. I just think they found like the end of their their love affair in all of this, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, he said, uh, you know, I want to start by telling you how thankful I am for you. Thank yeah. you for everything. I know while I'm not around, you will always do whatever it takes to make care, take care of the girls. She responded with uh, four hearts. <laughs> so, you know, it seems like it seems like they're co-parenting as best they can from across the right. world. I mean, it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I. they're sweet. I just, I don't know if. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know if there if there will be bad blood, but I do think Joe, especially with this, is trying his best to keep things smooth sailing, you know? Cordial. Yeah, yes, cordial. Totally. Keeps him cordial, keeps himself in the headlines. And, <laughs> and we're talking I know, about I, I agree with you. We're talking about him again. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about Bethany Frankel because she actually shared a very rare photo of her daughter, Bryn, to celebrate her 10th birthday. I feel like yeah. we never see her daughter ever. Oh, my God. So as fans may know as well, you know, Bethany has been very strict about keeping Bryn away from the spotlight. It doesn't want people to yeah. see her face, which I think is a really good rule of thumb. We talked about this last week with Erica Jane sharing the picture of her adult son and Andy yeah. trying to hide Ben as much as possible. But Bethany has been strict for 10 years to not post a picture of Bryn's face. Obviously, paparazzi have caught them outside of school and in various places around yeah. New York City. So we have sort of seen her face and know what she looks like. But Bethany broke her own rule and posted a picture of Bryn, like, straight up. <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely did. I mean, it's you know, a lot of it, she might not actually post that much because remember she had such a bad, bad split from her ex-husband. Right. Poppy. You know, there's been like restraining orders. They've had custody battles for years. So, you know, that could be like another reason why she really wants to shelter her daughter from, you know, the media and things like Absolutely. that. They've really had it so rough with, um, with Jason. Right. And, you know, I think that their divorce process took even, I think twice as long as their actual marriage. So it, it hasn't been easy. No, absolutely. And with all of that, too, she, you know, she hasn't allowed Bryn to be on the show where, you know, there are some kids in the past that were very much a part of Housewives tapings. But, you know, Bryn was never a part of it. And I think mm-hmm. 
I think in hindsight, yep. Bethany made the right decision by doing that, don't you think? I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, you know, you know, she was so young. She was a baby when, you know, right. she was on the air. So I yeah. mean, for her to make this decision, I think it was definitely a good one, especially with everything going on with her ex. Because her ex who knows? I mean her ex could have said that she doesn't he didn't want her on True. TV as well. Right. So who knows? What a mess. What a mess. One thing that uh, I'm really interested in is I really want to know, like, I Bethany seems like such a good mom and Bryn seems to adore her. I'm really interested to see how their mother-daughter dynamic progresses as Bryn gets older. I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be an interesting relationship to follow. Totally. I, don't really, I think so, too. I, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you get it. You know, like... I, I totally get it. Will they take over... Will she take over Skinny Girl? Will they no, do, like, their... No, you know? Right. <laughs> There's so many ways that this could turn out, and I'm just curious yeah. to see how it's going to happen, so... Totally. Well, Bethany also um, reflected on her near-death experience that she had back in December of 2018 when um, she had like a severe allergic reaction, right? Yeah, I had forgotten about this allergic reaction. I totally had, forgot about this too. But it was actually a really serious situation. And she was mm-hmm. with, at the time she was with her uh, boyfriend, Paul, or was she with her? Was she with him or did she call him? I forget what the situation I was. She, I, yeah. Yeah, she might have called I, I him. Anyway, know. she really thanks him for saving her life because she found out she was, uh, had the severe allergic reaction and if someone didn't, like, she could have actually died. I mean, that's how severe this reaction was, you know? It was bad. Like, so this was the one that she was on the plane, right? Yes. Yeah, the allergic reaction. And, she was on the plane. Yeah, and she was having the fish, like a fish yes. sandwich, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, really shouldn't be eating that on the plane. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I'm like, wait a second. What are you eating on a plane that would cause right. a... a like, unless you have a peanut allergy, I don't think you should have some exotic meal on the airplane. No, definitely not. Definitely but, you know, not. Bethany flies private, so she obviously wouldn't bring a sandwich that she would have an allergic reaction to, but she probably has access to better cuisine than you and I. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she does. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Uh, let's talk about Sonia, you know, one of our faves. She revealed that she is back to her slim figure. Which is so funny. She like posted a Instagram showing off her body in a bikini and she looks great. She looks great. You know, she a lot of fans were speculating that, you know, she had gained weight this season. But Sonia has always been really honest about her weight fluctuating. She's up, she's down. And that's why I think another reason fans really relate to her, because she's just honest about pretty much everything. She's honest about liking to have a drink here and there, as we saw last night, you know, and mm-hmm. also honest about her weight fluctuating. I remember I talked to her um, a while back and she had gotten into cool sculpting and wow. became a spoke, became a spokesperson for them and really enjoyed that because it's not as invasive as like liposuction and all the old school things. Um, yeah. But it seems like, obviously, she's not getting cool sculpting in quarantine. So I think she's doing it the old school way. (laughs) Yeah, just diet, exercise, maybe some vodka every now and then, too. Definitely. (gasps) And she's in the desert quarantine. So she's out in the sunshine, enjoying life out of New York. Living her best life. Yes, good for her. Definitely. Okay, so let's get kind of dive into this week's episodes. 
you know, I mean, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but Dorinda had a really tough episode this week on Housewives of New York. Oh. You know, she kind of had like a full on breakdown. You know, she we saw her break up with John and we kind of figure out what went wrong between them. And it seems like he just really wasn't stepping up to the plate. No, I mean, you said it. I mean, last night's episode, she, I, I didn't know if I should laugh, feel bad. I mean, the whole thing was entertaining of them at the winery, but then... Like you said, I mean, her arguing with Tinsley turned into her having just a complete meltdown. And as Dorinda has said this season, she's been really vulnerable about, you know, she broke her rib, her Berkshire's house flooded. Like there's been all of these like random mishaps. And on top, and then on top of it, her and John break up because like you said, he's not stepping up to the plate. So I just think, you know, we saw how overwhelmed she was and she just couldn't really handle it anymore she had to just let no. the tears go i i felt so bad for her too when she said like i never properly mourned richard like she never mourned her husband passing away which is just so sad and it's like seven years later she's kind of like dealing with all of that you know it, it's got to be a lot for somebody you know, right you spend seven years with somebody after that and you know it, and it just almost seems like it was not like a waste because obviously she probably had a lot of good times with him but it's not not how she envisioned her life at 55, which is what she said. Right. And I, I mean, and looking back, I do think her and John separating is for the best. I mean, yeah. if he's not stepping up to the plate, like you said, I mean, he's got to go. I mean, she did say on last night's episode, he'll always have a place at her table, which mm-hmm. I think is nice. And that's how Dorinda sort of acts in, in yes. general. Like, she's not going to kick John out of her life, but... Do they need to have this intimate romantic relationship? No, because he's not really no. being that boyfriend figure for her. So no, sayonara, you know. Sayonara, bye, John. We're actually speaking to Dorinda next uh, next week, so she'll be on the podcast next week, and we can kind of get a little bit more in detail about what happened and kind of like what her mindset is right now. Right. So definitely looking forward to that one. And I think too, she's had a lot of time to sort of let it go and like. Reflect, sure. So she may have some really good insight now, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about Kyle and Dorit. They have been going at it um, pretty much, you know, I mean, we're only a few episodes into the season, but pretty much all season long. And they are just kind of get, getting at each other's throats. I mean, Kyle is not happy about Dorit's glam. And it, right. that kind of spilled <laughs> over into this week's episode. It, yeah, it really did. I, wh- whose side are you on? I'm kind of on Dorit's side of, on this one. I don't really know why Kyle is getting so angry about it. Like, right. like, if she wants glam, let her have glam. And if she didn't want to go to Teddy's thing, I mean, Teddy wasn't mad about it, so who cares? Right, and it, it pains me to say that I sort of agree with Dorit because she's right. been annoying me this season. Yes, same, same. It's just but, like Kyle is so much on the defense Right, but yeah, watching it, like even Denise said at her party and at her house, like, who cares if right. she, like, yes, it's, I, if it annoyed me, like Kyle, like it annoyed Kyle, but at the same time, like, let it go. Like, mm-hmm. it don't bring it up constantly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it we didn't need, didn't need all this drama, but we no. actually spoke to Kyle this week. Um, our managing editor, Brody Brown, spoke to Kyle all about uh, her fight with Dorit. So here's what Kyle had to say. I'm kind of like not been talking directly because I know she's mad 
I know that I'm mad, but we'll get over it. I really care about Dorit. I just, um, we just probably both need a little time to get over some of the comments and the interview bites and Twitter and all that stuff. What we do see you accused of is Dorit talks about you always taking Teddy's side. We see a lot of conflict between you and Dorit this season, and it seems like it's going to continue to heat up. Was your friendship affected by this season of the show? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's impossible, you know. It, it's not like, oh, is it spilling into your real life? No, this is our real life. You know, someone asked you that the other day, oh, is it spilling? You were like, yeah, because it is our real life. So yes, it, it affects it. it. It can't not. Like I said, I was I was really upset with her for the comment she made in the first episode about my business that weren't true. And when you make comments like that, like I never say anything about anyone's family or anyone's business because, you know, that's A, our livelihood. Our families are the most important thing to us. So I stick with what the arguments are between the women. And I just thought that was a low blow. So then, you know, when something like that happens, then when I go on Twitter, I'm not going to be as nice as I normally would. I'm not, so I had to like explain myself, and then then you start spilling over to Twitter, and the next thing you know, you know, you're not talking again. <laughs> Are you two talking now? Um, directly, no. I haven't. Like we're in like a group chat, but we're like not really. We kind of like not been talking directly because I know she's mad. I know that I'm mad, but we'll get over it. I really care about Dorit. I just, um, we just probably both need a little time to get over some of the comments and the interview bites and Twitter and all that stuff. You're Watch It Happens Live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's been a lot coming out of Watch It Happens Live. So yeah. you think your friendship has suffered a little bit with her just because of what's played out? Oh, oh throughout these 10 years, Every friendship, you know, tends to suffer through the season. It just does. It's impossible. You know, if you're going to be honest and authentic, you know, and how you feel, then you're going to get yourself in trouble sometimes. I mean, of course she doesn't like the comments I made about, you know, her glam and all that, but that's how I feel. So, you know, and it's going to be the people that think, what do you care, Kyle, if she had her makeup done? And that's the part that's frustrating that you can't explain because we don't talk about the show on the show. I care because I showed up. I was there at five in the morning getting in the car. I didn't get to take my kid to school. But, you know, so what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but for that, was it a matter of her doing that consistently, like a frequent behavior, or was it because it was Teddy's event you felt a certain way about it? Um, it to me, it was more that... You, do you know how many things that I have been invited to over these 10 years for women's businesses that I don't want to go to, but I go and I show up and I, and I support them and I don't like, you know, trash talk it. So I didn't like that aspect of it. And like I said, we've all signed up to do this show. We're all, you know, have made a commitment to be there. If we all start saying, oh, I'm going to come late because I'm going to do my hair and makeup and, oh, I'm coming late to that because I want, I want to sleep in and I'll, I'll come at noon. Like, that's not the way we've been doing this for 10 years. So when that, what happens if you start changing all that? You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. oh, okay. I mean, Erica did her glam, but she was still in the car by the end. Yeah. And I didn't have an issue with that. Yeah, but what about her remark when Dory insinuated, was talking about you and Teddy sharing a bed? You tried to call her out for that, and then she said you leaped to this blind defensiveness. She didn't really even own the comment. 
she just pointed her finger back at you being defensive about your friendship with Teddy. What do you think? Well, was I don't even, well, I also don't even get what she means. You blindly defend. Like she was trying to make it seem like I have defended Teddy so many times. That's actually not the case. I'd love to go rewind and see exactly what she's referring to. I've defended many different people at many different times, but for some reason, nobody wanted to think about that that night. Um, but what, what, what was the... The comment that she made about you and Teddy. Oh, yeah. So what I didn't like was when it felt like everyone, you know, was coming at me and now all of a sudden to try to make and, you know, turn something, you know, out of nothing of Teddy sleeping in my bed one night in Provence. Like, what does that even mean? Like, there you're just looking for things. You're grasping at straws. I mean, if you're going to put that out there, explain what that means. Because if it bothers you, why does it bother you? What are you saying? We're too close? that you think I'm a lesbian? Like, I didn't know, like, say it, I'm here for it, let's hear it, I, I would love to know. And by the way, if there was something exciting going on with Teddy and me, I'd be happy to share. I would have had something exciting to share at the table that night. But that's just not the case, she's like my little sister. We've seen a little back and forth between you and Garcelle. Have you two talked after she's made some seemingly shady comments about you and Watch What Happens? You sort of jabbed back on Watch What Happens. Have you two talked? What do you really feel about her? We have not. I, I actually really liked her and I was taken aback by those comments. And in my mind, I thought, oh, is this an example of someone coming in and think they have to stir up something? And um, I just, like I said, going back to talking about the OC people, I don't do that. I just go with what actually happens, genuinely happens. And I think if the viewer can see, I've been really nice to her. I mean, I was like, you know, giving her praises at my, you know, dinner party at my house. And I had her sit in my lap, my arm around her and laughing and joking. I, I honestly thought she's great. You know, I thought we were getting along. Of course, you know, she was filming a movie. I was filming a movie. So we were kind of like back and forth a little bit. But um, I have not spoken to her, but I think she kind of knows that I didn't know where that came from and it hurt my feelings, maybe. So <laughs> she's left some nice comments on my Instagram and I, you know, said thank you type of thing. So I don't know. I don't know where that came from. And like I said, just be honest. And if you really felt like that, then you could say it to my face while we're filming. Don't save it for what happens live. Well, hopefully this drama simmers down. I think it will. Them. Yeah, once we start getting into the nitty gritty with Denise and the threesome, I think we're all going to forget about Kyle and Doreen. Totally. Petty totally. drama. <laughs> yes. All right. Speaking of Denise, let's go on to our clip of the week. Christina, I mean, that confessional from Denise Richards was just <laughs> incredible. Let's listen and then we can chat. I've been an actress in this business for a long time. I've done glam for my job. Half the time you guys see me when I meet you, I'm coming from set. I am Denise Richards, Kyle. I don't think these bitches know. I've been on like every magazine cover you can possibly imagine that they would want to be on. Everyone was defending that it's normal to get glam before a workout. No, it's normal. Well, you said, what do you I do? said, I want to get Why do you, do you realize you don't let some people talk? No, you talk now. No, thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please, Go ahead. because you talk at us sometimes, not to us, and you don't listen. Hold so, on, you guys asked a million questions. I finally said, let me give clarity, and now I gave it. Stop. So no, that. you I need to be that. quiet. Stop. No, I don't need to be quiet. Then I'm not going to finish talking. Do you ever let okay, people good. talk? Okay, good. I want you to talk, but not to be an asshole. 
I'm not f-ing doing this. Okay, so she just she is let she is just letting the her guard down this season and isn't shy about who she is, what she's done, and the fact that the ladies are jealous. I just love it. I love it. I mean, and she's not wrong. I mean, she is effing Denise Richards. I mean, she's been on all these magazine covers and, you know, let her do what she wants. (laughs) Right. Did you see, though, uh, after the episode, Lisa Rinna posted on Instagram her two Playboy covers. No. I, a, I had forgotten she had been on the cover of Playboy, let alone twice. And I think one of the covers, she was pregnant with one of her daughters. I love that. I, I love, love it. She was like, well, I've been on these covers in the, typical Rinna fashion. Just totally. Like, w- kind of one-upping it, but also just being cute and funny. It was great. It was great. It was great. Okay, let's move on to our exclusive interview of the week. Like we said, Joe, you and I both recently spoke to Elise Slane. She was an unexpected surprise this season, and it turns out she was also surprised about being on the show. She told us how she became an honorary housewife, her history with the ladies, and if she's really the instigator that they say she is. Elise, we're so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking some time. It's my pleasure. We watched this week's episode, and it is a doozy. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Um, but before we dive into this week's episode, I want our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. So you've known these ladies for a really long time, right? So how do you guys, how do you go way back with them? Um, so I, yes, I, I've known quite a few of them for a very long time, both the old cast and the present cast. Um, I go ba- way back with Ramona, um, although we've only gotten close in the last four years. We've known each other for a couple of decades. Um, we're in the f- same intimate friend group. And um, I've known Dorinda for years back when she was married to Richard. I've known Sonia pre-Morgan days. Um, Luann and I were never friends, but we've been in the same circles for quite a while. So I- I've seen Luann in action. Mm-hmm. Um I've known Heather because I was good friends with um, Jonathan way back when, before he even knew Heather. Wow. Um, wow. I introduced Jill Zarin and Bethany, which is now people are finding that out. But yes, I was the reason (laughs) for that dynamic duo. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Yes. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) I don't know if they want to thank me, but. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We like to thank you. Yeah. So who, I mean, clearly you go back way back with these ladies. I would love to sit down and have lunch with you and just pick your brain. But while we have you, who would you say you're the closest to? Believe it or not, right now I am closest with Leah. Really? Wow. Yeah, Leah and I talk several times a day. No way. How did that come about? Um, I think just because we were both sort of new and filming the show and then behind Mm. camera. um, There's a side to Leah that I don't think anybody really gets to see this season. But Leah actually has a real um, intellectual side and a real curious side. And she's very well versed on politics and the economy and just sort of the world around her. So she had some fabulous conversations and we've just gotten really close. That's awesome. I mean, Joe and I have been saying week after week how much we love Leah and how she's such a great breath of fresh air this season, which I think she's fantastic. Yes, she is. She's so raw and um, just lovable at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, did you know going into this season, because I mean, you're with the girls all the time and now you're getting uh, testimonials and confessionals and things like that. So did you know going into the season that you were going to be a big part of the show? 
No, I really didn't. Um, this whole okay. thing happened by accident. I never, <laughs> I never auditioned to be on the show. And there were rumors that I auditioned for season one, actually. That's not true. Um, well, I, was, I wish you were on season one, especially now knowing about Jill and Bethany. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, they're editing me where I, I'm not saying much. I just always have a shocked look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting some good zingers in there, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm either like mean and judgmental or I'm in shock. <laughs> um, so how did so how did this kind of happen by accident then? I was just catching up with Ramona and the two girls she was filming with in the first episode, Missy and Maria. And I was just going to meet them for a drink um, pretty much after filming. But I showed up and they weren't done filming. And the producers mic'd me and said, get in there. So I did. And it just sort of happened from there. They liked the dynamic. And so they invited me back again. And they just sort of kept inviting me. So I just sort of kept showing up. Um, whenever I could. And then eventually they, they gave me a contract. That's great. Well, I guess the next obvious question is if they gave you a contract, would you join the cast full time? Because I would love for you to be on. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I have to tell you, I don't know if I'm feisty enough to handle these girls full time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I tried putting them in timeouts a few times that never worked. Um, they'll get very rowdy as the season goes on. And, you know, I don't know. They, um, I don't know if I'm ready to open a school for wayward women. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the the cast of New York housewives, you have to, you have to be fiery. That's for sure. Right. Right. I mean, what surprised you the most about this whole process? Cause like you said, you were just kind of thrown into the mix. Like this is not what you expected. You were just kind of meeting a friend for a drink and now, you know, you're, one of the friends on the show. So, I mean, what was the most shocking thing for you? The most shocking thing to me was that the fights are real and the, the hurt feelings are real. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I actually, um, early on when the show was first, um, uh, being filmed, I'd say like in the early seasons, I actually stopped watching it because I used to get pains in my stomach just watching all these women fight. And so right. I actually wasn't watching it. And but I still assumed it was it was mainly for TV and that when the cameras went off, everybody made up and everything was fine. But that's not the case. The fights are real. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I have friends all the time ask me when Christine and I get to interview the ladies, they're like, oh that's is that how they really are in real life? I'm like, that is exactly how they are. And then some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. I mean, I think I think you see it in this week's episode with uh, Dorinda and Tinsley. I mean, Tinsley was so upset about what happened. And so is Dorinda, too. I mean, like you said, these fights are real. Like you can't fake that emotion. Right. Right. But like, tell us a little bit about your backstory. Uh, My backstory as in where it pertains to the show or just my life. Just your life. life. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I'm um, I'm married for a year and a half. My daughter actually introduced me to my husband. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, she's she's an incredible kid. Um, and now she has a get out of jail free card. <laughs> right. Um, and she actually officiated at our wedding. Wow. Wow. Um, and I have a Wall Street background. I started my career as a financial journalist at Reuters. And then I went into mortgage-backed securities trading at Cantor Fitzgerald and at Sandler O'Neill. Um, and then I left to be a mom and just sort of started trading my own account. And now I trade cryptocurrency full time. Wow. Wow. 
So smart too. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So how's, you know, newlywed life? Newlywed life is fabulous. Um, I married someone that was completely out of my comfort zone. He was the antithesis of any guy I ever dated. Really? Yes. Yeah. You know, he's, um, I always went out with extroverts and guys that really commanded a room. And my husband is very cerebral. He's an introvert. His background is he's a theoretical physicist and an expert in string theory, which is the final theory of the universe. Oh my God. and um, but he he left uh, black holes and went to the dark side of Wall Street. So, <laughs> so as a hedge fund, so we um, we speak the same language again as far as financials. But he's fabulous, and um, he's German, which is also funny because I'm the daughter of a Holocaust survivor, and then I had to explain my German boyfriend to my dad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I knew you would rebel, but not to this extent. Wow. But they actually love one another. Yeah. Are we going to see your daughter and your husband on this season at all? No, no, you're not. They, um, yeah, they, uh, they're both busy with their careers and they don't, they don't really ever go into my personal life. Right. So nobody really gets to learn a lot about me. Hence, I I read all the social media that, you know, she's very judgmental and she's lurking (laughs) around and I have I have to defend myself because sometimes I did walk or I thought I walked off camera when the fights were getting really nasty. Right. And I didn't realize that I was still in the camera's view. So oh, no. oh they're I'm, gonna catch you. Oh, they do catch me. And I like <laughs> I start looking at myself, like even like in the episode at Dorinda's party when all the girls were fighting and Tinsley and Dorinda, and I'm sort of sitting off in this other banquet area, fixing my shoe. And I thank God I didn't pick my nose. <laughs> oh you know? my God. Um, so I, I feel like the where's Waldo of housewives. I'm like, Oh, there I am. There I am yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. That's well, so just funny. hearing a little bit about your backstory just proves even more that I would love to see you on this show. You have been such like an added bonus this season, but as you said, you're trying to clear up some rumors because on last night's episode, you were called a little bit of an instigator do you feel like that was warranted? No, not at all. I don't understand why I was being an instigator. Um, number one, I don't read the post um, yeah. be- because I learned the hard way that they never let facts get in the way of a good story. Um, <laughs> That's and I true. Had, and I hadn't spoken to Dorinda, and I've known John also for 20 years. So I just asked her what was going on because there was a lot of buzz around it, and I went right to get it from the horse's mouth rather than gossip about it. So I don't right. think I was being an instigator, but I think Luann is still pissed off about the comment I made when she had a drink at the comedy club, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, speaking of that, why did you feel the need to say something to Luann in that moment? I, I was shocked. You know, initially I'm sort of off on the side again, smiling because I was having a cross conversation with someone else. So I was a little yeah. oblivious to what was going on. And then I think you could see all of a sudden I start to focus in on her taking a drink and I realized that she's drinking vodka and I know she was an AA. And to me, I wanted to be supportive of her sobriety. And I'm not, right. I'm not as close with Luann as all of the other girls are. And maybe because I'm somewhat removed, I could be more objective and say like, wow, she was doing so great when she wasn't drinking. Um, Her cabaret is really taken off and she looks fabulous. And I was just trying to be supportive of that. And I know that in AA, it's not 
well, I'll have one or two drinks and then I'll stop. It's, no. it's all or nothing. Right. right. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And so I wasn't being judgmental and I wasn't trying to embarrass her. I really was trying to support her, but I guess it didn't come out that way. No. And it seemed like Dorinda got a little aggressive. Did you feel like she was being a little too abrasive towards you? Dorinda is always abrasive. <laughs> but, but I have to say, you know, there's there's two sides to Dorinda. There is the, you know, don't you judge side. Um, that was a good impression. That was. <laughs> and then there's the really nurturing, loving, tender side. Yeah. Um, so I'll take both sides because she's so worthy of having as a friend. Right. Yeah. I mean, you said in, in this week's episode that you were almost a little frightened of Dorinda during everything that was going on. I mean, do you think that was just a culmination of everything that she was feeling? You know, the breakup with John, um, dealing with her, you know, she said she was pretty much mourning Richard for the first time. And then the fight with Tinsley was just, just a kind of a culmination for everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely thought that Dorinda was hard on Tinsley, but you know, that again, look, Tinsley was poking the tiger, right? I mean, Dorinda yeah. was revealing that she was hurt and all that she was dealing with and all of this emotion was bubbling up. And Tinsley's making these little snide comments. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, you're like the mouse that should be pulling the thorn out of the lion's foot, not jamming it in. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I knew what she was in for. And I was, I had knots in my stomach just waiting for, you know, Dorinda to blow. But yeah, when, I was definitely worried. I mean, Dorinda's come after me when I've said things that she doesn't like. So, um, you know, she's not exactly a pussycat in those circumstances. (laughs) No, not at all. She'll let you know exactly how she's feeling. (laughs) Tell me about you. You spoke about um, coming on this season when you met Ramona for drinks. And I remember during that episode, you know, she talked a lot about wanting to find a man why do you think she got so raw in that moment? And do you feel like she's sort of figured things out now? I think it was a big deal for Ramona when she left her apartment, when she sold her apartment in which right. she, you know, raised Avery in there. And although Mario hadn't been there for a while, sort of the ghost of Mario was still around. Yeah. And leaving the apartment. Yeah. I, I think that that's a, it's a really sobering moment. It's the reality that, wow, He's not coming back. This marriage is over. I am on my own. Um, And I think that Ramona definitely had a fear of being alone and growing old alone. But what I, I, you know, part of me when she was crying, I wanted to be sympathetic. And part of me wanted to just sort of say, snap out of it. Right. Right. Because the truth is no man has ever taken care of Ramona. Right. I mean, I wanted to say to her, who has taken care of you? Absolutely. She, ta- she takes care of herself. Right. Right. You know, so she's she's a very strong woman. So, I mean, I understand the emotion and I think we all about some weakness. And I think we all sort of take a, a mental count of, gee, if I who would be around if I really needed them in the middle of the night? And when there's no significant other, I think it gets scary. But I think that mm-hmm. she's come around and she's feeling happy with her, with her independence. Although I know she would love to be in love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she has been in quarantine with Mario. What was your reaction to that? I'm not surprised. Um, you know, they're, they're both hands-on with Avery and Avery loves having them together. And I think they work well as friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then what do you think about Dorinda not being with John? I mean, it has been a while since, you know, that that news came out. How is she doing right now? She's doing fine. Um, I, you know, like I said, I've known John a long time um, and I've known Dorinda with Richard. I never really saw them as a couple, although I was so fond of both of them. Um, I don't think that that John was ever really a soft place for Dorinda to land. And Mm -hmm. I think that was frustrating for Dorinda. There's a part of Dorinda that's really just sort of an old fashioned gal. Right. And she goes to bed early and she wakes up early. I'll get Dorinda is like my alarm clock. I'll get a text from her (laughs) at 630 a.m. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's Dorinda. Um, you know, and John liked to go out and stuff. And so I, I don't think I ever really saw that as long-term, but I think that they'll always love one another and be supportive of one another. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned knowing Dorinda and Richard together. That's always something I wish, you know, I've gotten to know Dorinda over the past couple of years and I just adore her, but you know, she has such fond memories of her life with Richard. What was she like in those days? Well, you know what? Um, Maybe I misspoke. I didn't know them well together. I've been around okay. them. I've been to their home for parties and stuff. Um, right. And Richard was certainly a man who commands the room, a prominent man. And as strong as Dorinda is, you know, Richard was the type of guy that was like, don't worry, babe, I got this. Love yeah. that. Um, right. And that's pretty yeah. much what she said she needed right now. Yeah. What she missed. Right. Yeah. And I can, and I understand that. Um, but she's also very strong and. You know, she's, it's great that she's calling the house her house, right? It's not Richard's house anymore. So I I also think she transitioned to a really great place. That's great. What do we think of um, day drunk Sonia? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. All right, I'll separate the fact that I'm pissed off at Sonia for saying that I had a dark side. Uh, Right. Yeah. But aside from that comment and wanting to get even with her for that, I, I will <laughs> I will remain objective and that I think I think Sonia is harmless. Yeah. 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 Did, did, did you call her out for saying that, though? That I you did. Had side? Yeah, I did. And she didn't respond to it. And then she just sort of commented, like said something really positive about a picture that I had on Instagram with me and my daughter. She wrote something like two beauties or something. You know, and I was like thinking, well, that's not really an apology, but okay. <laughs> right. Well, okay. <laughs> Maybe she could send you a sweatsuit from Sonia by Sonia Morgan. Well, well they didn't, I don't know why they edit out because I actually put on the sweatsuit like with my heels, <laughs> with the hat, with the glasses and did the catwalk. And I was no. so surprised. God. Yes, I was so surprised that that ended up like on the cutting room floor. Oh. oh my God, we have to see that. They, oh they yeah, better. no, it was, I put it on like with my skirt hanging, like my black skirt sort of, which was sort of very, um, what was her name from, from Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had this whole look going on and I was like, just thinking, God, I'm so freaking fabulous right now. But obviously <laughs> no one else thought it because it got cut. <laughs> oh. oh my God, Maybe that's so funny. Maybe they'll do a behind the scenes quarantine special for us, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Um, you mentioned that you're friends with, have you spoken to Bethany at all? How is she doing? No, Bethany and I actually are, we drifted apart years yeah. ago. Um, okay. If we see each other, we're certainly very friendly to one another. But from what I hear, you know, I mean, Bethany's always great, right? I mean, she's, um, Regardless of the fact that we lost touch with one another, we had a we had a falling out. It was really over nothing. 
Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Bethany and all that she has accomplished. Right. Yeah. You know, I knew her back before she even did Martha Stewart Apprentice. Um, yeah, oh, wow. I gotta ask, before we let you go, I mean, the Housewives fans will just kill us if we don't ask, what is the origin story of you introducing Bethany and Jill? Tell us everything. Uh, <laughs> I hate to disappoint. It's not a great story. I just literally, <laughs> I thought that they would enjoy knowing one another. So I literally, I was having dinner with um, my then husband and Jill and Bobby, and I just invited Bethany to come along because I thought, oh, they would really like one another. And I love connecting people. Yeah. And then and the rest history. is groaning history. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you said, too, that the rumors were that you were going to do season one of The Housewives. How did that? I don't know. Somebody wrote that on some blog and I read that and I went, wow, that's news to me because I it was never a thought in my head. I never talked to anyone about doing it. Right. So I don't know where they got that from. Do you yeah. still keep in touch with Jill? Yeah. Jill and I actually we also had a falling out many years ago, but we mended fences. Oh, good. Um, when Bobby got sick, I reached out to her. And uh-huh. a few weeks after Bobby died, we went on a group trip with a bunch of friends to Morocco. And we've been um, we've been in touch since we've had dinner together with another mutual friend. We talk on the phone. Um, oh, yeah, good. so Jill and I know Gary. I've and I've known Gary's dad for like over you know fifteen years. Yeah, they seem to be very happy, Jill and Gary. He's a sweetheart. He yeah. just he always he's he, you know it's funny because after Bobby passed, I thought, oh my god, poor Jill. Where will she ever find another guy oh, who is right. as smitten with her as Bobby? And then comes Gary who looks at her like, you know, she's his long lost puppy, you know, yes. and he, just, he doesn't take his eyes off her, which is adorable. Yes. That's I so love great. That. that is so great. So before we wrap up, what is that one moment that you can't wait for fans to see this season going forward? I mean, there's been so many fantastic moments <laughs> so far, Yeah. <laughs> but what is that one moment that you can't wait for everybody to see? Well, like I said, I have no idea how they're going to edit and what's going to end up on the cutting room floor. But um, I do have a fight with one of the girls. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So Uh as as much as I try to stay the calm one, um, you know, and and you can see like right now I'm like not really drinking. I'll pour a glass of wine. I'll have a couple of sips. But eventually I just you know, give into it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> screw it. Here to. I am. You, you, know? you have to. <laughs> they, have, they have forced you to drink. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I mean, it seems like you are pretty much like, like Joe said earlier. I mean, it seems like you were definitely part of one of the, uh, one of the girls. I mean, I hope we see you as a full-time uh, housewife I, next I year. Know. Please, please join full-time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I don't think that they're going to really want me full-time because like I said, I, I am too, probably too quiet too on the peripheral, but I appreciate you guys saying it. Yes. Yes. We've well, been enjoying watching you. We really Thank have. You. It's been a lot of fun and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh, Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Elise. I think she's great. Yeah, I loved having her on the podcast. I think she is a really interesting person. It was really interesting to hear her backstory, that what she does for a living, Mm -hmm. that her daughter introduced her to her current husband. Uh, I 
you know, she says she's a little too, I don't know, quiet and in the corner to be on the show. But I really think that we need somebody like that. <laughs> I do, too. I think that she was like a breath of fresh air. And I love how her and Leah are kind of bonding this thing, which I think is really great. Right. Yeah. OK, let's go on to who is being July or Camille. You're such a f***ing liar, Camille. Oh, well, uh. I feel like, as always, there were a lot of people lying this week, whether it was on social media or on the shows. Um, Christina, who was yours? Mine was Dorit blowing this whole Sutton thing out of proportion at Lisa Renna's uh, daughter's party. You know, Sutton said when she was going into this event that she was going to flip out because they had a mutual friend that she had a falling out with. And Dorit, like, really took this to a whole nother level. Like, when they were sitting down, like, I didn't know how you were going to react to this. I didn't know if you were going to start throwing things. I don't know anything about you. And it's like, come on. Like, she literally whispered it to you. And she just said that (laughs) I'm going to flip out if I see this person. Like, she wasn't going to, I don't know. Yeah, like, did you really feel scared and threatened, Dorit? Give me a break. Right, so I'm like, why are you lying about this? Why are you trying to make it something that it's not? And, like, she kept going, too. I I actually felt really bad for Sutton. I did, too. It was the first time I felt bad for her. (laughs) Yeah, it's like she didn't mean anything by it. She and I, and I also felt bad that Lisa Renna, who is friends with Sutton, didn't take her side in all right. this. Didn't think, like, I know Sutton. She would never flip out or ruin my daughter's event. Just, yeah, I, they felt, t- I felt they like they were the, ganging up on her. Yeah, they took it there like she was going to ruin the event. No, she yeah, was nervous no. that she wasn't informed that she may run into somebody that she has bad, bad blood with. And she was worried how that interaction was going to go. Clearly... It wasn't that. It, Lisa Rinna was talking about the Fat Jewish collaboration with the Rosé. He wasn't yeah. even at the event. Like, it was a whole... I think Lisa was just trying to be cute and surprise the girls with the Rosé thing. And, the, like you said, the fact that Dorit brought it up at dinner just blew the whole thing out of proportion. And I thought she was being such a liar by being like, I didn't know how you were going to react. You didn't? Like, she wasn't going to, like, pull out a weapon and, like... Right. What are you saying? It's really bizarre. I didn't. I. I did not like that. How about you? What was your moment? Well, I do think. I hope Dorinda's not listening because she's my girl, and I don't like to call her a liar. However, I have to agree with my new favorite, Leah, because I do think Dorinda saying she doesn't care about Tinsley is a clearly a lie. Because as Leah has said on last night's episode and in previous episodes, then why does she keep going on about her? Right. Like she's like really. It's either like. She, She's kind of using her. I think somebody said it in last night's episode that she's oh, using right. her as like a punching bag. A like she's kind of taking bag. all of her aggression out on Tinsley, and you know, all of her anger is just being focused on Tinsley. And unfortunately, she's getting the brunt of it. She is. I uh, and again in the same way with Sutton and Dorit. Like I don't normally feel bad for Tinsley, but for a second there, I was like, give it a rest, Dorinda, at the picnic table last night. Like. It yeah. just felt, it just felt really aggressive. But then, of course, Tinsley walks off and has like a crying fit with Luann, and it just reminded me how much she, Tinsley kind of gets on my nerves. Because yeah. I'm like, I understand that you just got berated by Dorinda, but like, take a breath. Yeah, you know, it just felt like crocodile tears to me. Totally, it's like yeah, everybody just needs to calm down a little bit. I know I was yeah. trying to look. I'm like, is she even really crying? <laughs> no, 
I, I I watched with my friend and he immediately said, he's like, did you see how quickly she stopped crying yeah. when she started yelling at Luann? She turned it off like a switch. Really? She really did. I was like, those aren't <laughs> real tears, I see. But no. Whatever. Uh, I also love to, just speaking on this topic, uh, Dorinda's one-liners last night, she was oh like- Oh my God, uh, I live for the, them. The ch- the chewing gum thing. Yes. Like, I've had gum longer than you. I've had gum longer than you. And what? Oh my god! What was the other one? I had it written down. Oh, the, um, the serve up. I uh, served it warm. Yes, yes. yes. Got an effing, <laughs> got an effing bitch, and I served it warm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Dur- it. She, Dorinda really, from clip to make it nice. She just knows. <laughs> knows how to bring it. Yes. Okay, let's go on to who gonna check us, boo? Who gonna check me, boo? Oh, who gonna check us, boo? Um, mine, which we haven't talked about this episode, and I don't want to finish this uh, this week's episode without talking about it. The Real Housewives of Atlanta virtual reunion did not disappoint. I no. don't think anybody can check me in saying that it wasn't good. I mean, I was worried like everyone else. How is this going to work, especially for the Atlanta ladies who, as we saw, bring it and are boisterous and loud and crazy? I thought... This is not going to work on Zoom, however Skype, however they did it. Like, it's just not going to make any sense. But the production value was great. Andy did a great job moderating, as always. And I don't know. I just, it, it worked for me, right? Yeah, no, I think it's great. I mean, you're the, you know, they obviously had to make a lot of production changes like a lot of us have in the past couple right. months. And they did a good job with it. They really kind of stepped up to the plate. All the girls brought it and um, made for a interesting and entertaining reunion. And it seems like this is going to be the norm going forward for a little while. We're going to get this with Vanderpump. Who knows? We might get this with um, New York if this continues to keep going. So we'll have to wait and see. I know. But the only thing I will say is as great as it was, because it was so good, it made me sad that we couldn't see them in person. Because I was like, if they were near each other... People would have stormed off. There would have been another megaphone moment. There would have been a hair pull. I mean, who knows? Right. Yeah. No, that's so true. That's so <laughs> right? true. We do we do miss the the um, in-person fighting. Yes. Um, who was your check us boo? I mean, I got to bring it. My turn up Sonia. Day drinking Sonia is my favorite Sonia. She just, you know, peeing in the corn maze. Oh. Just- She's making inappropriate comments. I just live for it. I think it it's was, so funny. She's trying to like pick up the guy who runs the corn maze. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, but it's like, then with like the teasers for next week, like the next day, she's like doing like workouts. I'm like, how? I need to know her recovery no, and her literally. hangover secrets because it amazes me. No, she, Sonia A needs to do a cocktail book and you're right in there she needs to do like hangover drinks that we can all drink because i don't know if she's making some elixir in the morning because i don't know how she is cured of these hangovers right no totally i don't know how she does it but like i said we need her secrets i mean sonia if you're listening please come on and tell us everything yes i love how um she's she's stealing the corn and was like don't worry i know the owner (laughs) yes She's hysterical. She, is she like this... really made, she brought some comic relief to that episode, Def- which I thought was great. Definitely. And I didn't realize in, cause they put Sonya Ping in the corn maze in this, the trailer for this season. But I didn't realize until last night watching it, that Leah also was next to her peeing. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that either. I was like, oh so my funny. God, Leah. And she's already in trouble with her mom for drinking. I feel like her mom's going to be mad again. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 
Well, lots of Housewives news this week, some great episodes, and we can't wait for next week. Um, that is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. Make sure to check back next week when we sit down with the one and only Dorinda. But if you need your Housewives fixed before then, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. And make sure you listen on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Joe, I'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next week for even more chaos. (laughs) Yes, definitely. 